Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Juliana. Hey. Lori. <laughs> hello. And Jennifer. Hello, that's me. Um, we are going to be diving deep into Disney cruises this month. Get it? Diving um, we're we're gonna chat. That was, not, it, that was not in the script. It was not in the script. I improvised, and it was a good one. We are gonna be diving deep into Disney cruises this month, and today we are gonna start with talking about which Disney cruise is best for you and your family, and how to figure that all out. Tonight. But first, the Mouska cocktail. So if you decide the Disney wish is right for you, you can try this cocktail. It is called the Northern Lights, and it is available at Keg and Compass, which is a really great pub. Let's talk about Keg and Compass. It's like Viking inspired, and it works really great for your night that you're having dinner in rotational dining at um, the Frozen Restaurant. Arendelle, right? On the wish. Oh, very And a nice combination. Full Norse experience, I think. Anyway, the Northern Lights is, um, it's mostly mead and a lager with, uh, uncharted lager, I think it's called, with um, some Lille Blanc, Cointreau, and Lini Aquavit. These are all French liqueurs. Um, it sounds weird. It is. I think you taste, I had this. It's, it's okay. Um, it's, um, it tastes mostly like beer with like seasonings in it, which is nice. Um, but the cool thing about it is how it's served. It's served in a clear glass, like Viking horn that then sits in a wooden handle. And you can either pick up the whole contraption to drink it, or you can take it out and drink it. But I warn you that if you decide to take it out and drink it, you can't put it back down. You <laughs> You can't put it back down once you've had more than half of it <laughs> because your coordination will be a little off. But you got to like, it's curved and you got to get it through these holes. <laughs> we'll post a picture. It's tasty. It's a fun experience. I'm glad I got it. I felt really cool drinking it like a Viking. And now you are a Viking. I'm a Viking now. Vi Viking Juliana. Yeah. There's so many cool bars on the Wish. If that factors into what the best cruise will be for you. So let's figure it out, shall we? Yes. All right. So you have pretty much decided that you want to go on a Disney cruise, but now you need to figure out which Disney cruise you, you would like to go on. And we have some few tips here on how to figure out uh, which cruise is best for you and your family. So we're going to start off with just basic the basics right now, which is there are five ships. Um, sometimes this one will go into your factoring and figuring out which cruise you want to go on. Sometimes it goes to other areas, which we will talk about. Um, but basically, there's five ships. You have the dream, the fantasy, the magic, the wonder, and the new one, which Julianne talked about, the wish. Um, if you are a Disney cruise regular, I will say right off the bat that you should probably go on the newest ship, which is the wish. Um, if you haven't experienced it yet, then you should definitely do that. 
But if you are new to Disney Cruise Cruises, then you might want to try a different ship. Um, so we have a few things here. We're not going to dive into each ship and all the different things, but we are just going to go on an overview of, you know, big things that are differences between these ships. So Fantasy and Dream are the biggest. Um, they also have the most five-person staterooms, which is pretty important if you're looking um, for larger families to fit into one stateroom. Uh, Wonder and Magic are the smallest, um, so they are a little harder to get those five-person staterooms, um, but I actually like the feel of the Magic and the Wonder. Um, Jen, you were just on a cruise. Which one were you just on? I was just on the Magic, okay. and I, I really liked it. Um, definitely, if we had all of my children with us, well, anytime we have all of my children with us, we have two staterooms because there are six in my family. But we had five with us the last time we cruised in August, and we had two staterooms that time as well, which I personally love because you get two staterooms with two bedrooms and two two separate bathrooms. So that's that's not a deal breaker for me. But I loved being on the Magic after being on the Dream for the last several cruises because it felt like a new ship to me. But it is not a new ship. The Wonder and the Magic are actually the originals, um, but they are the smallest, which, which was nice. I, I see sometimes, you know, uh, I feel like all the cruise lines are bringing out these gigantic, like mega ships. Um, yeah, this was not a mega ship. Yeah. And I kind of like going back to, we've been on the magic. I like going back on the magic and, you know, feeling the small, you know, more uniqueness of a smaller ship versus a massive ship where even by day six, you're like, I don't know where I am. I have no yeah, idea where I'm going to go. We definitely had mixed reviews with my kids. Um, my kids liked the public area, like the Charlie liked Vibe, which is the teen club on the Magic, better than the one on the Dream. Um, they liked the water coaster on the Magic better. No. But the other public areas, they liked the Dream better. But the cool thing is, even though these are the original ships in Disney's fleet, I hadn't been on the Magic in about 10 years, and it's been refurbished since then. So yes. it was completely new to me. One of the things that they added, which we were a huge fan of, is that on the Disney Magic, there is a Rapunzel-themed dining room, and it's a dinner show. So if you are a Rapunzel fan, then that's going to be a huge factor in choosing to sail on the Magic because... You're, I mean, Rapunzel is very prominent on the ship. We saw her at all the princess royal gathering meet and greets. And um, and the show was just adorable. So that yeah, I, the Rapunzel themed restaurant is really, I think they did a great job with that. Um, you know, like Jen said, it's an older ship, but the areas that they redid, they did a really good job with it. Um, and then on the Wonder... They redid one of the restaurants to do, I wouldn't have picked Tiana's this palace. princess, but yeah. Tiana's <laughs> <in there. laughs> so, right. So I can't even believe Lori brought this up I'm I know because she has such a grudge against Tiana, but I've never been on the wonder and it, and it, I really do want to, just because I really want to experience Tiana's palace. I hear it's a really, really awesome dinner show. Um, I mean, the Louis, the alligator plays, like I, I just really want Jazz. to see it. Yeah. Overall, though, like personally, I feel like for like Lori said, for for people who aren't avid cruisers, I feel like 
trying to, in trying to decide which Disney cruise is best for you, which ship it is, is probably the least important factor yes. in my opinion, because they all offer so much and they're all so wonderful, right? Like if you have a specific need, like Lori said, like you need to have Rapunzel or you need to have Tiana or you need whatever, then, then look into that. There's probably a ship yeah. that has some special detail for you. But um, like Lori said, the wish should always be your priority because it's really the most beautiful in my opinion. But um but overall, you know, I think the most important factors for most of us come what we're going to talk about next, which is, yes. you know, where are you going and how much time you got? Yeah. So like Juliana said, I mean, it just depends. So, I mean, if you're new to Disney cruising, location and how long is probably going to be your most important factor at this point. So, you know, it's they kind of go hand in hand locations and then how long. Um, if you are new to Disney cruising, we would probably recommend a three or four night cruise just to be able to test it out, to be able to, you know, go on, experience Disney cruising and figure it out if you like it. Because if you've never been on a cruise to jump onto a seven night cruise, I mean, good for you. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a long time, depending if you know, and a lot of money, if you don't know whether or not you're going to like it or not. Right. Um, right. You know, I don't think you need to start with three or four days if you've cruised before, correct. just not with Disney. Right. But just yeah. if you've never cruised before, you might, you might, or, you know, jump on in. I'll right. sell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we have the, you know, the length of time, then obviously the location, depending on where you are located and how far you want to travel, obviously that is a big factor. And along with location goes where these ships are going. Um, you know, some people, you know, you obviously we're going to talk about, you have Alaska cruises. Some people want to go cruise in Alaska, but if you're looking for the sun, then that's just not going to be the cruise for you. So we have where we broke some of these down a little bit to just give overviews of where they're running out of. So the wish and the fantasy run out of Port Canaveral. Um, they, that is their homestay. The wish does three and four night cruises right now. And the fantasy does the seven nights. Um, so obviously running out of Port Canaveral, they always hit Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island. And then they go to the Caribbean and Mexico at times. Um, I love the fact that they did the wish of three to four nights. Um, it is fantastic to combine with Walt Disney World. Um, when we were there, we I've seen so many people are like, oh, yeah, we just got off the wish. So they did, you know, three nights there. I would do it the flip. But, you know, so. Yeah, so we have the Wish and Fantasy there. Dream is now down in Miami. Um, the Dream is doing Caribbean and Mexico as well. Um, the Dream kind of fluctuates how many nights it does. I've seen five. I've seen four. Um, and then, obviously, we talked about Alaska. The Wonder is usually in Alaska. It is the Alaskan cruise. And then in the winter, it does come down to New Orleans and Galveston, um, Texas, to do the warmer locations of Mexico uh, when it gets too cold up there. And then the magic, which is why, Jen, you weren't, we weren't on it for so long, is the magic is usually over in Europe. Um, yes. So it does the international ones, but then it does come back to the U.S. Um, during the winter. Um, and sometimes out in New York, sometimes it goes over to San Diego. It, it kind of Yeah, we were the last sailing uh, um, to go round trip out of New York. The, the cruise that left out of New York immediately after us was going one way to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then they were staying in Puerto Rico for a couple of weeks and cruising round trip out of there. And then they were actually going to be in Galveston. Okay. 
So they move around quite a bit. And then, and this one, because they spend their, the summers, the magic spends the summers in Europe, they do a transatlantic to yeah. move that cruise from Europe over to New York. So that's an option as well. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. And then there are a bunch of specialty cruises, including some really cool new itineraries that they just announced um, out of Hawaii. There's new new next year to Australia, which is so popular that it sold out before yeah. anybody could even any like regular people could even book it so that's exciting but that's that's the biggest factor and usually when we talk to because we're travel agents and usually when we talk to our clients that's the first thing i want to know is where do you want to go where do you want to sail out of and how many nights but i think the wish is a great option for like you said people who have never cruised before but the wish is also a great option for um veteran cruisers who want to do the back-to-back a three-night and then a four-night on Mm -hmm. the wish and then you get to go to castaway key twice um if you're doing a back-to-back sailing like that they don't make you switch staterooms you just need to i think you do need to disembark but you don't need to switch staterooms so lots of cool options yeah and i think you know Obviously, where you're going, the type of year or the type of uh, time in the year, all that kind of goes into, you know, your decision process and what you're making. They also, when we say go to the Caribbean, they do Eastern, they do Western. Um, some people have very strong feelings on which Caribbean side, whether it's Eastern or Western, they want to do. Um, so a lot of times that determines the date and, you know, which ship they're going on and itinerary they want. Um you know, I'm more of a, I just want to be on the ship. I could care less which ports I go to if it's in Mexico or the Caribbean. I don't really care. Um, I will say the magic. Um, I saw the magic over in Europe this summer. I think that one's really cool um, to be able to see all those different ports and then come back to a Disney ship is just, I, I that's on my bucket list. Um, I have to say cruise, cruising out of New York was kind of the coolest thing I've ever done because we got to see the Statue of Liberty at like sunset on the way out to Bermuda. And then on the way home, we passed it again at like 430 in the morning. So we got the skyline all lit up and the the Statue of Liberty all lit up. And that was, it was really cool because I've been to New York City a billion times because we live close, but I've never seen it from that vantage point. And like you said, being able to get on a Disney ship in my backyard was really really cool i kind of loved it yeah so what were you but what were you saying Lori? you you care more about i care more about in terms of if i'm talking about all the ships that go down to the caribbean and mexico and that i care more about the actual ship so i care mean, less about the if port. you're doing a tropical cruise you don't care Correct. which one it is to me it doesn't matter if i'm going into jamaica or grand cayman like I'm not, I'm not looking to go see those islands. Um, it's not, they're all, I mean, they're all lovely, but to me, they're all kind of the same. I'm more about the ship and the time of year I'm going and the dates I need to work. And I don't really look at the ports. Like we're, right. going, you know, on a new year's Eve one, 
I think we're going to the Western Caribbean. Western's not my favorite itinerary, but right. it's leaving on New Year's Eve. So that trumped all of it. Right. I, so it does, you shuffle your priorities around a little bit based on what's going on, right? I do think that for most people, the biggest priority, like most people are saying, you know, I want a tropical cruise, right? Like for now, yeah. let's say because it's winter time. So, you know, picking the dates, picking the length of time, and then figuring out which port is easiest to get to. But once all that sort of lines up, and if you have a couple of options to think of, you know, for your dates and your ports or whatever, then it really does matter to me a little bit, even in the Caribbean, because I'm sick of the Bahamas. <laughs> you know, like I just, I want to check out Puerto Rico. Like I am, there is an itinerary I'm dying to do if the dates will ever work out. I want to do the, the San Juan one, the one that leaves from San Juan and comes yeah. back to Florida. Like I, I want to do the St. Thomas ones and see all the, the, the British Virgin Islands I haven't quite been to, or, you know, or the U S Virgin Islands. But, um, but so it does make a difference when I get down the line, when I get to that point in planning, but maybe it's not the time. I said that it's all the different, you know, that's what all goes into the factors, right? Like if I had to choose between, you know, which ship I would go to, which ship, if we haven't been on the magic in a while, I'd try that one. If I've been on the dream and the fantasy, but I want to try the wish, I may look at the wishes itineraries and see where that's at. So there is a lot into play in regards to, you know, what is the most important factor? And right. then it does lead down, like you said. So, you know, you start with dates, you start there, and then you do right. go to itinerary right. where I kind of look at the dates and that, and then I kind of stop and I'm like, I think we booked the shift. Shift one without even realizing what the itinerary was. I was right. like, I don't care. Right. I, well, that's a special. Caribbean. And I was right. like, that's a special good. circumstance. Yes. Well, but speaking of special, special circumstances, I think the thing that has become most important with my family are these specialty cruises. So the one that we just got off the magic um, was a Halloween on the high seas cruise. And so it was themed for Halloween. We had a Halloween party. The ship was decorated for Halloween. All the characters were in their costumes. My kids thought that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> a couple of years ago before COVID, we did a Star Wars day at sea. And that was fantastic. It was Star Wars themed. We had a whole Star Wars day with special activities and foods and events and costumes. And we're looking at one, a Marvel one now because I have huge Marvel fans. There's a Pixar one now. So those kinds of things are also going to factor in when you're talking about date and location. If there's a date and a location that we're kind of flip-flopping between, if one of those has a specialty event on it, we're going to pick that. I don't care right. what the itinerary is. Right. Um, so that's something to consider best. as well. Yeah, it's always best to come into it because there are so many options out there. It is always best to come into it starting with dates. Yes, <laughs> yes and, absolutely. And, and ports. Like that's just like, really just, it makes a big difference. It does. Because sure. otherwise it's overwhelming to see all the options. So, and then you can, like we said, like we've been saying, and then you can start narrowing it down based on which of those other tiers are important to you ship yeah. ports, special activities, but, um, lots to consider. Yes. Lots to consider and all good stuff, but I don't know if we want to talk more about those specialty cruises. I know that that's definitely a factor. Um, yeah. For some yeah. People. So like Jen said, there's the Halloween at high Sierra at Halloween. Why did they can make these names? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just for the love of God, it's a Halloween cruise. Um, <laughs> Just ants with these names right now. I can't find it. It's the Halloween cruise. 
Um, that one's a really cool one. Um, we've done the Merry Time Christmas one. Um, cruise, that one I loved. Um, that was my favorite cruise we did at the beginning of December. I love that one. Um, I think it's an awesome way to celebrate the holidays. Their decor is awesome. Santa Claus is there. I knocked out Santa Claus pictures with the kids on the cruise. I didn't have to you worry knocked about out it. Santa Claus? That's <laughs> nice. 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 Real good. Couldn't have just left that one alone. Um, so, so, yeah, it was just, it was, and also it was beginning of December. It was a great way to start, you know, obviously December and everything Christmas. Um, we got pictures. Elsa came out and made it snow in the atrium. It was just a really cool one. Um, one that I would love to do, I don't think it's going to happen next year, is the Pixar Days at Sea. Um, this is a new one, really? and this one actually um, replaced Star Wars. There is no Star Wars one coming up. Um, Did you just say you think Pixar is not coming back next year or just Star Wars? Star Wars isn't coming. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I know. Um, <laughs> My brain is foggy today. <laughs> She said she would like to make it happen next year, but she doesn't think it's going to. I see. Yeah. I was listening. I know she was for the, listening. for the listeners at home. <laughs> let's play it again. <laughs> Pixar Days at Sea are happening the beginning of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, this is one I would love to do. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, oh, it, I understand. There now. we go. Okay. It replaced Star Wars. <laughs> Um, it is only on the seven night departures on the fantasy. Um, I just think Pixar covers so much. That is so many different characters and it's a lot of different characters for a lot of different movies. And it covers a lot of people's interests that yeah. I think this one's a really cool one. Yeah. I think the star Wars one's awesome, but it's really just star Wars fans where I feel like right. Pixar, you could, everyone could be like, Oh my God, there's my favorite. I think they're hoping to direct all of the Star Wars to fans Star over Cruiser. to the Star Cruiser yes. now. So yeah. it makes sense. Great. I'm glad we did it when we did it, but we have moved, my family has moved on and we are, they are demanding a Marvel Day at Sea cruise yes. because that one actually just last week, Disney announced that there are going to be a billion Marvel characters, new Marvel characters on these sailings, which I mean, how can a Marvel fan not go on one of these cruises now? So if this is something that's a high priority for your family, then you might want to make those dates work. And again, like a lot of them can, because I know some of them, although I think it's the Pixar one, um, sales over President's Week, which is a, a popular school break for kids. But This one, Marvel goes over President's too. So it has oh, some February see. dates that go right over it. Um, oh, I think this one's out of Miami. Uh, this one is a five night Western Caribbean cruise. It's out, it's out of Miami. We were Miami. looking at that one. Um, but it's, yeah, the other one's out of port. The Pixar is out of port Canaveral. It's out of port so, Canaveral. Yeah. Yeah. This, the, I, I will say, I think being more on the, I, I mean, I'm Midwest, but more East coast Midwest where we go to Walt Disney world all the time. I have massive Marvel fans and there's not enough Marvel at Walt Disney oh. world because they can't. Right. And, you know, not being able to get to Disneyland as much as we want, being in California, that I think this is really cool that you get to see all of the Marvel characters. Um, and, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, my kids would lose it. Spider-Man, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, this would be great. Um, if you can't commit to an entire sailing with that theme, then, and but you're huge Marvel fans, then 
the, the wish might be the cruise for you because they oh, have a specialty dining. That restaurant was a disappointment. <laughs> That's a separate one. To be continued. Oh, dear. She's taking her gloves off. I was Ant-Man disappointed. Oh, snap. That was good. Well, they also, if you didn't like the restaurant, they also have that entire Marvel area for the kids that is really cool. It is. That's. And they have. So um, that's another big difference between the ships. The dream and the fantasy have a whole star Wars themed area and their kids clubs. And on the magic, it was, um, uh, Marvel, which was kind of cool. My kids loved that. Yeah. My kid. Um, but the kids clubs in general are, are pretty much the same. They all have Andy's room, although they're very different. The one on the magic, they had like a little twisty slide. You could go down. That's not on the dream and the fantasy. So there are little subtle differences, but at the end of the day, any of these five ships, you're going to know you're on a Disney cruise. You're going to have that level of service. You're going to have the rotational dining. You're going to have options for adults only dining. So again, at the end of the day, you're comparing apples to apples and you really need to choose a cruise that's going to fit your dates and, and then the rest of it's kind of gravy. Yes. True. But how do you pick the gravy? I think I would prioritize, like I said, I would personally prioritize the wish, although the wish does come at a higher price tag. So that that knocks it out for a lot of people. The higher price tag and the shorter cruise. I was saying the shorter cruise. That's, and I think for, you know, if you've been on other ones, you definitely want to get on the wish. But if you're looking for like a vacation vacation, those three night cruises as a mom kill me. Um, Packing everything up getting them organized, packing everything back up a day later, two days later, and then getting everything. It's a lot of work for three nights. Um, They're fine, but, you know, if you're going with your family and you have young kids, those three nights hurt. Um, They're not, it's not relaxing. It's a lot of work for, you know, the three days. Four nights help quite a bit. Um, I've noticed a massive difference between three and four nights. Yes. I think three nights are great if it's a fir- your first time cruiser and you just want to kind of get your feet wet, so to speak, and make sure that you like cruising. And I think it's great for a girl's trip. I think it's just enough time. You know, you don't have to worry about unpacking and packing and the kids and stuff. And you just, it's it's enough time to really enjoy the ship. You're getting it to eat at all the restaurants because there are three and there are three nights. So um, it just kind of kind of depends. We loved the five night. It was a great compromise. It wasn't too long like a seven night can be, but it was not as short as a three or four night. It was kind of great. So lots of things to consider, but um, are we ready for a mouska tip? I think we are. I think so. So our mouska tip today is that we highly recommend pairing a Disney cruise with a Walt Disney World trip. It's the best of both worlds, and you can have some relaxation time in there, too, when you add the cruise. We recommend ending with the Disney cruise, though, because that's the only way you're going to get to relax. So by ending with the Disney cruise, you're ending on a relaxing note before heading home to reality. You're getting the best of both worlds, and um, it's a great way to travel. So do it. Do it. 
All right, Mouseful friends, there you have it. Our tips to choosing the best Disney cruise for you. I hope we didn't make it more confusing, but just call one of us. We'll walk you through it. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We welcome you to join our community conversations on Facebook at Mouse Moms Podcast. The, the Mouse Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you.